Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. And some things are with you, but in order to have effective prayer, it must be based on the Word, it must be led by the Word, and it must be sustained by the Word. It must be based on the Word, led by the Word, and sustained by the Word. So if you're going to have any results from your times of prayer, it must include the Word of God. But you've got to also understand your knowledge or understand who God is, who, who the real God is, not what somebody has told you, but who, who the real God is. Amen. You have to also know who you are in Christ. You have to know your identity. You have to, you have to understand that your identity has changed since you're born again. You're no longer like you used to be. You're now a blood-bought, blood, glory to God, blood-washed child of the Most High God. Then also you have to understand what you've been given. As a child of God and as you being a child of the king what have you been given what do you now have access to because glory to God that's going to then empower you to have effective prayer and so last week we talked about power and authority so go with me to Luke chapter 9 and we'll go over these verses here just as a quick review bring everybody up to speed and then we'll get into some things on the day and it's my prayer this morning glory to God that as I'm sharing the word of God the light will come on in your life that you'll start seeing just new dimensions of things as it relates to your position in God, that you'll walk out of here taller even though you haven't grown an inch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, you know, you, you, just, you, just, you just feel a glory to God bigger on the inside even though your outside hadn't changed. Amen. Glory to God. And so Luke chapter 9, talking about power and authority, just again as a, uh, as a mention, because prayer is an essential tool to bring us into alignment with who we are in God, what his word promises us, and how he's positioned us. So Luke 9, 1 and 2 in the Living Bible says, One day Jesus called together his twelve apostles and gave them what? Authority over all demons, power to cast them out, and to heal all diseases. Verse 2 says, then he sent them away to tell everyone, say with me this morning, that includes me, tell everyone about the coming of the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so we see from this passage of scripture that Jesus has given the apostles, disciples, as well as us, power, or excuse me, authority over and power to. Say that with me. Say authority over and power to. Glory to God. Now, power is just simply defined as ability. Okay, power is ability. But then authority is the formal right to make decisions, give orders, or give commands. It is a legal right. Authority comes from another, uh, another per person, another dimension, and is given to a person to then act on their behalf. Does that make sense? So if God, if God has given us authority, that authority has come to, from heaven, come to us, for us then to operate on his behalf. So in order for us to operate on his behalf, we have to exercise his authority. Does that make sense? Amen. And so we want to understand this, glory to God, because authority and power working together means dominion. Authority and power working together is dominion. And we have to remember this, that we pray from a seated place in Christ with the highest authority, and that is the name of Jesus. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord. Let me tell you something, folks. Nothing can stand against the name of Jesus. 
Oh, glory to God. When we declare the name of Jesus, even the kingdom of darkness begins to shudder. Praise God. Because it's a reminder of its defeat. Amen. So remember that authority and power working together means dominion. Authority comes in the commission or the assignment, but power comes through an encounter. Okay? Domin authority comes through the commission, the assignment power comes through an encounter and I was praying about this meditating on some things I was going to share with you on the day and I want this part to be real clear for you because if we miss this part we're going to be lacking some things as we try, uh, attempt to walk some things out and so how many of you uh, grown up grew up in the house with multiple siblings multiple siblings okay wave at me you have multiple siblings okay all right so we have this household have parents in the household have multiple siblings Parents just do what parents do. Parents give commands. Parents make decisions. Parents, you know, tell, uh, tell this one to do that one and tell this one to do that one. And so that's just the way households work, right? Right? We you know people just don't do what they want to do in, well, let me say this, because <laughs> things have changed over the years, okay? Let me, let me, let me say, there should be some order <laughs> and some structure in the household. So, but, you know, typically in the all things being equal household, you got mom and dad giving orders, giving instructions, and the kids obeying the parents and, and, and doing what they do. Then when it comes a time where the children get of a certain age, then all of a sudden a parent then tells one sibling to tell another sibling what to do. Isn't it amazing that that parent in that moment does not have to train or explain to the sibling how to go tell their other sibling what to do. They get their orders and their instructions and they take off. Johnny, daddy said, or Susie, mommy said, that parent did not have to train them to go give orders or make commands. Why? Because the child picked that ability up or picked that power up just by hanging out with the parents. They ha they've had an encounter and had encounters with the parents and they've learned how to do some stuff just by observation and spending time in the presence of the parents. Are y'all follow me? Now, all they are waiting for is the authorization Oh, come on, y'all. The authorization now to go and act on the behalf of their parent. You see what I'm saying? So now the power or the ability came within or came through the encounter that they had with the parents. The authority came by the parents delegating it to the child. Does that make sense? The same way with us. See, when we hang around the presence of God, when we hang around the Word of God, when we hang around other believers and, and atmospheres of faith, we're just hanging out with God. We're having encounters with God. So you're having an encounter this morning with God, so then when you really, when you really allow the authority of God to drop on you, you don't have to go back to God and ask Him how to do this. You already know how to do this because you've been hanging out with Him. You've just been waiting for the authorization. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And so because the authority comes through the assignment. And see, if we're not connected to his assignment, then we shouldn't be expecting his authority. 
Because authority comes with assignment. See, if you're just here on earth to fulfill your own agenda, then you're going to have to rely on your own authority. But if you're here and you're rising up to fulfill and walk in the agenda that God has given us, bless God, you can have the great expectation and the legal right to not only uh, fulfill his assignment, but also walk in his authority, praise God. Amen. And walking in the authority of God, when you step in glory, when you take steps under the authority of God, it causes the kingdom of darkness to shake, to shiver, glory to God, to get nervous because now they got, they're dealing with somebody who knows their position. See, even in the natural, you can't dupe, you can't bamboozle people who know their rights and privileges. Come on, when somebody knows their rights, you can't ask me to do that. Who do you think you are? I have every right. Come on, talk to me. But a person who's ignorant of their position and ignorant of their rights and privileges, they will be, dra they will be dragged along in life by whatever somebody else wants them to do because they haven't taken the time to rise up and find out who they really are. And that's what's happening in the kingdom of God. The enemy is dragging some of, the, some, some, of, some of us around like little puppies on a leash because we don't understand and we have not stepped into our rightful place and our authority and our position in Christ. Some things that's happening in your life, it, it's, it's illegal. Oh, man. I say it's illegal. But see, if you don't know it's illegal, you allow it to continue, continue on and just think it's part of life. No, it's illegal. He does not have, the devil does not have a legal right in your life once you have been bought with the blood of Jesus. But if you don't know that, you'd be like, no, I'm just tired of the devil been chasing me. The devil ain't chasing me. I'm telling him to get out my face. See, that makes some of y'all nervous. You tell the devil, absolutely, get out my face. You have no right to be in here. When you got chaos going in your house, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. You got chaos in your life. That's illegal. That's illegal. That means you've allowed the enemy in somehow and you haven't told him to leave. Amen. But all that's about to change. I said, all that's about to change, glory to God. Amen. Some of y'all going to go home and open the door and say, all right. Time to go. Time to go. And listen, now, listen, it's not the people. So don't be kicking people out of your house. I see y'all going home now. All right. Pastor said, it's time for you to go. <laughs> ah. It is the influence behind the person. That's the issue. Amen. Come on, let's talk about some things today. I, I believe it's going <laughs> to encourage you this morning. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. Jesus said, uh, as you're turning, Matthew 28, Jesus said, or the Word of God says something really powerful in the book of Luke, if you read it real closely. Luke chapter 4 talks about Jesus uh, really announcing himself and his assignment to the people says that, uh, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me too. And then he begins to give his credentials. 
But there was one part of that particular verse that says, Jesus opened up the scriptures and found himself in it. That is powerful, y'all. He says to open up the scripture and he found himself in it. See, that's why it's important for us to be uh, lovers of the word of God because there's times in our lives where we need to open up the scripture and find ourselves. Oh my gosh. And so this morning, I'm, I'm, we're going to open up the scriptures and we're going to find and we're going to pinpoint the release of, the, uh, of this authority so that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we've been authorized by God to do business in the earth. Amen. So Matthew 28, Matthew 28, and we're going to cover uh, quite a few scriptures today, but that's okay because we are in church. And it is okay to use scripture in church, right? I just want to make sure. At least it is in this church. I can't speak for all churches, but at least in this church. Matthew 28, verse number 16, the Living Bible says this. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had said they would find him. Verse 17. There they met him and worshipped him. But some of them wasn't sure it really was Jesus. And remember, this is after the crucifixion, etc. He told his disciples, verse 18, I have been given. Check this out. He told his disciples, I have been given all what? All what? Authority in heaven and earth. Isn't that, a, isn't that a good place just to celebrate that Jesus has all authority in heaven? Isn't that a good thing to know? That Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. And that's something that we want to celebrate, we want to recognize, and we want to, you know, we want to understand. But if, if, if it stays with him, what about me? Got it? So then the next verse says, he gives a command. He says, therefore, go and make disciples in all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and then teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, here is Jesus' parting message. He's, he's saying, listen now. I have been given all authority in heaven and earth, but now I want you to go and make disciples. Now, in order for them to go and make disciples, they had to go with something in order to be effective in that which he's given them to do. So Jesus was getting ready to go to heaven. He didn't need authority in earth any longer because he was going to heaven, but he needed a group of people to remain in the earth that has the same authority he has. So in the command that he said, therefore, go and make, also he transferred his authority that he possessed on us. Is everybody clear? So now he's in heaven with all authority, and he left the authority for the earth with you and I. Ooh, glory to God. 
So he says, now go, therefore, and make. And now I want you, when, and, and make, I want you to baptize them. I want you to teach them all the commands I taught you. Glory to God. So this thing can be perpetual. Because it was never meant to stay just with the disciples. It was meant to get into the life of every person that will call upon the name of Jesus. And that's you and I. So this authority is, is trickled down from him to us. Say, I've been authorized. Say, I've been authorized. All right, now, let, let's go a little further. Let's go to Luke 24 now. Luke 24. Ooh, glory to God. It's getting good. It's getting good. Amen. All right. Luke 24 now. Luke 24. Take you on a journey this morning. Okay. Luke 24, verse number 47. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not, just check out the screen. All right. Luke 24, 47 says, and this is the parallel. This is the parallel because we have synoptic gospels. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so we have the accounts of the same thing in different gospels. But it's spoken of in a different way from the perspective of the writer. Okay? Because I mean, no, I, you know, you can, we can all experience something. And, we, and when, we, when we're asked to then reveal what we experience, we all got a different take on it. You ever seen one of them pictures that they put two pictures side by side? And then they ask the question, what's different between the pictures? And then you go hunting for this one and, you know, you go hunting. So, because why? Because two people see things two different ways. And so we saw Matthew's account, and now we get ready to see Luke's account of the same thing. All right, Luke 24, verse number 47 says, And that this message of salvation should be taken from Jerusalem to all the nations. There is forgiveness of sins. For all who turn to me, you have seen these prophecies come true. All right? So now, we see that Jesus is authorizing the disciples. But not only did he authorize the disciples, he also authorized every born-again believer. So say again this morning, I've been authorized. Okay? So now, shout authority this morning. Shout authority. Okay? So authority now has been transferred, and now we live in the earth realm with the authority of the Most High on our lives. Got it? Now, but he says something here in verse 49 of Luke 20, 24. Verse 49 says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit upon you, just as my Father promised. Don't begin telling others yet. I find that very interesting. He gave them the authority but then he says, don't start telling people yet. Everybody say yet. Okay? Don't start telling. Jesus, you just gave us this magnificent authority, but you want us to be quiet about it. Find that interesting here, and we're going to find out why. He says here, stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with what? Power from heaven. Ooh, sucky, sucky now. He says, you got the authority, but don't start stepping out in it yet. But I want you to wait until. Say with me this morning, yet until. Come on, say it like you mean to say, yet, yet. Until. until. 
got authority, but he told me to hold up. Hold up. Hold up a minute. Hold up. Don't, 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 don't step out there yet because something's about to transpire that you're going to need. He says, until Holy Spirit puts on you power from heaven. Because, see, it's dangerous for you to be authorized to do something but no, not know how to do it. Oh, y'all missed that part. I mean, it's dangerous to give a 16-year-old the keys to a car that they don't know how to drive. Are y'all still missing it? He authorized, by the state of Virginia, 16-year-olds can get a driver's license and drive a vehicle, right? But you don't want to put him behind the wheel if he don't know how to drive. Because he might kill somebody and himself. So this is what Jesus is kind of let us know. Hey, you got authority, but hold up. Because you need something else working with it for you to be effective in what I need you to do. Y'all see this? He says, Till Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Let's, let's, keep, let's keep going. Acts 1. Acts 1. I told you I was going to give you a lot of scriptures. So don't y'all be looking at me like that. Acts 1.8. You need to know your Bible. Stop just be listening to what people be saying. Well, the pastor said, the pastor may be wrong. You mean the pastors can be wrong? Yeah, they can be wrong. I'm not, but they can be. <laughs> just going to make that clear. And the reason I can say that with great confidence is because I back it up with Scripture. That's why I want you to read along with me. So you know that what I'm talking about is what we should be talking about. Amen. Because we should not ever lower the standard of Scripture to the level of our experience. Because you mess around and have somebody not been able to manifest healing in their life, and they'll try to lower the Scriptures down that says, with his stripes I'm healed. They try to lower it down where, you know, sometimes God don't heal. No, the Scripture doesn't change. Your condition is not proof of the scripture. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And too often, we water down the scriptures because we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable about their inadequacies. If you, haven't, if you don't got it working yet, you just don't have it working yet. Don't mean it's the end of the day. Just means you need to get in the word a little bit more. Amen. And nobody's throwing you away because you don't have things working. You just, you just need to be honest with yourself. Hey, I don't have some stuff working. I need to spend more time in the Word. I need to build myself up in the Word and faith and prayer and all those kind of things. And it's, everything's going to be okay. We, if we have that understanding, everybody's cool. Amen. But don't change the Scripture because you can't manifest. It says, heaven and earth may pass away, but the Word always remain the same. So if I'm walking around broke, which I'm not, if I'm walking around broke and the word says I'm blessed, I'm, the, word doesn't say, the word doesn't say I'm broke. The word says I'm blessed. I just got to move my brokenness to blessedness. Y'all understand that? No, I, I raise my condition to the level of the word. I don't bring the word down to the level of my condition. Is everybody understanding what I'm saying? 
then look like you're understanding something. Tell your neighbor, say, look like you understand the man or something. Look like it. Yeah, blank state. Uh, no, 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 no. You never define the truth of the word of God by, by your experience or somebody else's experience. Amen. Our pastor had a health challenge about three years ago. Uh, lungs completely, completely gone. I mean, literally completely gone. The report was if he'd have fell asleep and nobody had taken him to the uh, urgent center, he, he would have died in his sleep. But they got him down on time, got him to the right place, had to put him on this machine that actually bypassed all his organs, bypassed his lungs, bypassed all of his organs, took the blood out of his body, took it to a machine, cleaned the blood, then put it back into the machine to let his organs rest. He did that for six weeks. Last ditch effort. They put him on this machine. Say, if this machine don't work, told, the doctor told the family this machine don't work, he, we just might as well just plan his funeral. And at same, that same time frame that he was on this machine, 10 other people was on the machine. 10. So it's 11 people on the machine at the same time. 10 of them died. He lived. Now, so do we, do we say God don't heal because 10 died? No, we say God heals because the word says God heals. And whether we have evidence of that naturally or contemporarily, it doesn't matter. The word is the word. Amen. You know, because like, some, sometimes preachers, I don't know why I'm on this rabbit trail, but maybe some of y'all need to hear. Sometimes people, you know, preachers get up and say, you know, you, don't, you really can't know that God's a healer unless you've been sick. That's a lie. Read the Bible. Psalms 103. 1 Peter 2.24. It tells you God's a healer. Matthew 8.17. Isaiah 53. Got all those scriptures that tell you in advance God's a healer. You don't have to go through sickness to know he's a healer. It's better to just stay out of it. See, I, I thought y'all be more happy about that than you. But, but we like our trials, don't we? We like our trials and our tribulations. We, we like folk to feel, so, oh, oh, feel sorry for me. Amen. I don't need to run into a tree to see my, know that my airbag works. I can read the owner's manual and say, airbag will deploy when coll collision happens. That's all I need to know. I don't need to find me a good tree. Oh, that's a good one right there. Mm. Boom! Thank, thank you, Lord, my airbag worked. Amen. But sometimes they sound good in the moment because you can relate to it. But it doesn't change. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make the word truth or not true. The word is true. Settled. We looked at it last week. Forever, God, your word is settled. Amen.